5.30. I'd like to call this meeting of the Plan Commission to order. We have a quorum. Uh, I'd like to let everybody know that uh, this would be a good time to turn off your cell phones. There will be consequences if you don't. <laughs> do we have anyone registered for public comment? Uh, we do not. Thank you. Are there any communications, disclosures, or recusals? There are none. Uh, minutes of the March 21st meeting. Is there a motion to approve? Uh, moved by Mr. Rui, seconded by Alder Carter. Any discussion of the minutes? Then all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Two abstentions. Two abstentions. Okay, two abstentions. Um, it passes. Uh, schedule of meetings. Note we have one more in April on the 18th and two in May on the 9th and the 23rd. And our uh, agendas are about to get a little busier. So, speaking of which, Secretary's report. Uh, in terms of upcoming matters, uh, April 18th. Oh. I'm sorry, Alder Zellers? I just wanted to remind you I would not be able to be here at the May 23rd. Um, May 23rd. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay, so, uh, Secretary's report. Uh, April 18th, uh, have a, a busier agenda coming up. We have 4602 Cottage Grove Road, which is a demolition and conditional use uh, uh, in what is known as the Rolling Meadows shopping uh, uh, area. And that, that is uh, um, for a quick trip coming in. So um, 4525 Secret Garden is a multifamily development on the southeast side. Uh, so a, a kind of an, an interesting application, lots of townhomes and a, and a nice streetscape. Uh, 722 Williamson Street is the renovation of the old seed building along Willie Street and a multifamily building kind of in the rear uh, adjacent to the bike path. So an uh, interesting project there as well. Uh, 961 South Park Street is likely to be referred. That is actually Barriques and their roasting operation. Uh, 316 West Wash is a conditional use for an outdoor eating area. So getting a, another restaurant tenant in what used to be known as the AT&T building. Um, that's probably, oh, 820 South Park is a continuation of the 820, so the um, project on Park Street, that's just the final plat coming through. Uh, May 9th, one uh, larger project, 222 South Bedford, so a, a, a project coming through, a fairly decent-sized multifamily, and that's probably the highlights. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there any other business we can take up before? Um, hmm? Any business by members? Okay, then uh, we will be informal. All the king. I think it doesn't mean I will not be president at the May 9th meeting. May 9th? Okay. Thank you. So, as I said, uh, we will be informal for uh, about 10 minutes. Uh, I just want to let everybody who's sitting on both sides know that if you want to, you can move into the back three rows. Uh, you can see a lot better from there and it's totally up to you to choose where you wish to see to, to sit um, but thank you and we will be back uh, when the public hearing can start at 545.
Uh, we're back in session. Um, I want to remind anybody who came in uh, later that you need to turn off your cell phones. Uh, I want to explain how we um, operate here. Um, the first thing you're going to hear discussed is something we call the consent agenda, in which we take up all the items that everybody has agreed to. Nobody is opposing. Nobody wishes to speak. And we can dispose of them all at once. And then we get to the issues that require more discussion. And on our agenda of nine items tonight, six of them are on the consent agenda. So they'll be disposed of pretty quickly. So I am going to read those into the record. And then we will get on to the uh, ones that require some discussion. So our consent agenda uh, includes, and do we have any registrations to read it? Yes, we okay. do. Okay. All right, so we will start with item one, Legistar 40397, uh, a conditional use to allow construction of an accessory building on the lakefront parcel at 1800 Winona Way. Uh, item two is to be referred to no specific date uh, at the request of the applicant, Legistar 41460, uh, conditional use to allow moped sales at 513 State Street. No registrations. Uh, item four, uh, item three will be on the main agenda. Item four, Legistar 41947. A conditional use to convert a four-unit multifamily dwelling into a 10-unit housing co-op at 5318 Hoboken Road. We have uh, a couple of registrants, Mike Norton, 225 East Lake Lawn Place, in support available to answer questions. Gabrielle Hinahara, 225 East Lake Lawn Place, in support available to answer questions. Uh, <clears throat> Item 5, Legistar 41948, uh, demolition permit of an existing single-family residence and construction of a new single-family residence at 201 Larkin Street. We have a couple of registrants. E. Edward Linville, 406 East Wilson Street, in support available to answer questions. And Nicholas Stanek. Uh, 5025 Sheboygan Avenue uh, in support available to answer questions. Item 6, Legistar 41949, uh, conditional use to allow construction of a, a single-family residence in excess of 10,000 square feet at 9809 Trappers Trail. Uh, we have a registrant, Jason Franzen, 309 King Arthur's Court, uh, in support available to answer questions, representing Hart to Noble Builders. Uh, uh, <clears throat> item 7 will stay on our agenda. Uh, item 8 is a referral to June 27th, Legistar 41951. Uh, conditional use to allow renovation of an existing sorority house at 28 Langdon Street. And finally, uh, item 9, Legistar 42078, 
amending section 28.061 of the Madison General Ordinances to allow a hotel in or motel as a conditional use in TSS districts. Are there any questions of any of the registrants on any of the uh, people on the consent agenda? Seeing none, is there a motion to approve the consent agenda? Moved by Mr. Cantrell, seconded by Alder Zellers. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. Opposed, no. Passes unanimously. Anybody who's involved in those items, you're done. It's all, it's all passed. Uh, and the rest of us get to uh, work on the hard stuff, which brings us to item three. Legistar 41673, uh, consideration of a conditional use for an outdoor eating area for a brew pub at 2439 Atwood Avenue. Uh, Mr. Wells, let me get your slide on. Mr. Wells, you want to brief us? Sure. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, you have in front of you a request for a conditional use to add an outdoor seating area on a property zone TSS traditional shopping street. The applicant proposes to add an outdoor seating area to the western side of their existing brew pub, set back just a few feet from the sidewalk along Atwood Avenue. The intent is to serve both food and beverage, including alcoholic beverages, in the area. The 15 by 15 foot patio would accommodate 16 people. Please note the final details of the seating plan and capacity to be approved by the building inspection unit. It will have an eight foot high solid fence, um, effectively a wall, along the southern half of the patio's perimeter to screen the patio from the adjacent parking lot, as well as a single family residence further to the south of the site, uh, approximately 150 feet south of the proposed patio location. Uh, a three foot high railing will enclose the remainder of the patio's western side, and a large raised planter will define the northern side. A pergola structure will cover the patio, and the patio will be accessed by a door from the brew pub. A number of adjustments to the site will also be undertaken as part of this proposed patio addition. A portion of the drive aisle will be converted to, a, to one way along the west and south and will now circulate so that all cars will, be, will exit via the eastern exit. The reduced spatial requirement for automobile circulation will allow for a planting bed to be added west of the patio and will act to buffer the patio from the cars as they enter the parking lot. The automobile parking on site will remain unchanged while a portion of the bicycle parking stalls will be moved to the rear of the site alongside the trash storage area. No structural programmatic changes, no structural or programmatic changes to the existing building are proposed. The applicant has stated that the patio will be non-smoking and will not have live nor amplified music. The applicant is requesting uh, approval for hours of operation for the patio to, to be 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. This is in line with the recommended conditions of approval related to the Alcohol License Review Committee's March 16th uh, approval, um, which included the limitation of the patio to up to 16 people, a closed time of 10 p.m., and no outdoor amplification. Uh, the change of license premise is anticipated to be before the Common Council on April 9th for final approval. 
Um, I want to bring your attention to the addendum to my staff report, which is found in front of you, uh, which includes a slight adjustment to the second condition of approval regarding hours of operation. Again, as I mentioned, it's meant to bring it in line with what was originally proposed by the ALRC. Uh, as well as give us the ability to um, adjust the hours of operation moving forward. Um, there are two additional conditions of approval, 3A and 3B, one, relating, one related to prohibiting patrons from utilizing the outdoor patio areas after hours, uh, and, and the other uh, dealing with the um, keeping the door to access the patio closed during operation. Um, moving forward, per staff's conditions of approval, a few things will change before final sign-off. Firstly, while the drawings currently show a, quote, server door from the, from the brew pub and a swinging gate to enter the patio, uh, this will need to be accessed directly from the main building. It's a, it's a supplemental requirement of the use. Uh, and this may be accomplished either by enlarging the patio a few feet to the south, shifting the patio, uh, um, the entire patio to the south, um, or kind of constructing a wall so that you're, in a sense, enter the space um, which would not then require a swinging gate. Um, secondly, the bicycle rack along the western edge of the site will need to be either relocated or redesigned so that the bicycles do not project into the drive aisle. Um, staff believes the proposed use is consistent with the comprehensive plan's recommendation of neighborhood-oriented businesses whose buildings have a scale that is consistent with the surrounding neighborhood and are placed close to the sidewalk with pedestrian-friendly amenities. It is also in line with the Schenck-Atwood-Starkweather-Worthington Park neighborhood plan, which, quote, encourages the business, the business community and neighborhood to develop an image of the Schenck-Atwater corridor that will attract old and new customers to, to the area to dine and shop. Outdoor cafes, farmers markets, and entertainment venues are possible attractions for area businesses to pursue. Uh, related to the conditional use standards, Staff believes that if well-managed, well the proposed outdoor eating area should not result in significant impacts to the surrounding properties. Factors such as limited scale and capacity of the, of, of the proposed patio, its placement along the sidewalk as far from the neighboring residence as possible, and orientation completely towards the, the, the street, the lack of amplified sound and oral mitigation provided by the eight-foot-high walls, the proposed hours of operation, the proposed landscaping, and the, the proposed existing conditions of approval will help mitigate anticipated impacts. Please keep in mind that if approved, the Planning Commission retains continuing jurisdiction over this conditional use, meaning that should uh, complaints be filed, the Planning Commission could take further action on this conditional use as allowed by uh, the ordinance. Um, in conclusion, the Planning Division recommends that the Planning Commission find that the standards for conditional uses are met and approve the conditional use to add an outdoor seating area. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we will get back to you after we have the public hearing. Uh, I will uh, open the public hearing. Uh, for those of you who haven't been, been with us before, what we do is we alternate um, pros and cons. Uh, each person um, who's speaking gets three minutes, and we provide an additional minute if it's necessary. You don't have to use all that time, but that is what we make available. 
So the first uh, person I will call is the applicant, Eric Dieter, 310 Fairway Circle, Edgerton, in support wishing to speak. Mr. Dieter. And because there are a lot of registrants, I, I'm going to ask the next person uh, to be kind of hovering over here somewhere ready to go, and that would be Sarah Davis, uh, 2414 Summers. Um, Mr. Dieter, welcome. You've got three minutes. If you need an additional one, we can thank give you. it to you. Thank you. Well, I'd like to just say thank you for bringing us in to, to talk about this. Um, our intent is to look for uh, the approval of a conditional use for outdoor seating to add a 16-seat patio like uh, Mr. Wells had talked to us about. Uh, Next Door Brewing has been open for about two and a half years. In that time, we feel that we've been nothing but an upstanding business within the community, even though before our initial approval, we did you know, get quite a bit of constraint and pushback about us going into that neighborhood. Um, in the three, two and a half years we've been open, we have been very positive for the community from our perspective. We've worked with 30-plus nonprofits, with fundraisers and organizations. We've never had a complaint filed against us. We've never had an issue with anything from a security or from a police standpoint or a fire issue. Uh, we're very much involved in our community, and over the last, I'd say, over a year, we've tried to work through this potential discussion with the outdoor seating with our neighbors. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to resolve that in 100% compliance, even though I thought we were really close about a year ago. Um, I'm sure you'll hear some discussion both ways on that tonight. Um, we did just meet before this as another opportunity, and we have agreed that you know we would be very open to putting um, 9 p.m. as a restriction on our hours, so we can look at amending that in our notes. But unfortunately, we weren't able to get in 100% compliance on everything that we wanted to be agreeable on at this point. So we're here to answer any questions we can. Um, we do feel that we've done all the applications and communications to the neighborhood associations, to the alder, and everything the best that we could at this point. And we look forward to, to hopefully your support. Questions for Mr. Dieter? Uh, Ms. Berger first. Um, hi. I'm not sure that we can put this as a condition, but um, I kind of heard that perhaps you might have been amenable to not having smoking on the patio as well. I just thought you might want to tell the neighbors that if you were thinking that or if not. I'll... So we did bring that up in the ARC, okay. and it is on video that we do not want smoking. We want it to be a non-smoking patio, and we have said that and stated that, but it was not allowed to be put on the ARC application due to because it's outdoor and we can't, they can't restrict that. Okay. Yes, that's 100%. Final dust. Thank you. Mr. Rui? Um, the staff report said they wanted you to modify that so the entrance hooks directly into the patio. You, you can do that? Yeah, we just talked through that. I believe we can do that. The first we heard about that was Thursday, so we just haven't had time to okay. revisit that yet. So uh, the patrons could only enter by the way, the regular front door? The front door, and then they come out into the patio from the restaurant. Uh, I'm going to segue to the front door. Um, You've got bike parking way back in the corner where there's no doors. Correct. Can you come up with a better spot like by the front door where the patrons might want to use the bike rack? Yeah, so we're looking at two spots. The one in the back where it requires their tenants above us to have five spots for them for biking. The ones up front that we're proposing that look like they need to be moved, um, we'll have to find a better spot for that. But the ones for the back were intended oh. for the tenants above. Because I know there's bigger issues that are coming up uh, tonight. Uh, that bike rack probably be better located by your real front door where the patrons would more likely use it. 
currently we have it located near the front, but we have to move it. So we're trying to find the best spot. Okay. Yes, I. I well, you don't have it up front now. You have nothing by your front door right now. We did I, not I, in I, the drawings, I, but I, per I, the communications on Thursday, okay. we, just, we just got those okay. communications. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Thank you. Anything else for Mr. Beter, Mr. Cantrell? I just have a question about, um, I'm not f familiar with your operation, but in addition to a brewery, you're a restaurant as well, is that correct? 99 seat restaurant, yes. 99 seat, okay. And we're classified as a restaurant. Okay. Okay, thank you, Mr. Dieter. I'd suggest you stick around. We may have some questions for you at the conclusion of the hearing. Uh, the next uh, registrant is Sarah Davis. 2414 Summers Avenue, opposed wishing to speak, to be followed by Ron Hall. Uh, Mr. Hall, you could get yourself in position. Um, Ms. Davis, welcome. You've got three minutes. Thank you. I'll try to be as efficient as possible, and thank you so much for your service. I know how much time it takes to be on the plan commission and how important it is that we have folks like you. Um, I live at 2414 Summers, which is directly behind Bunkies and a few doors down from where an extra brewery is. Um, I think of this as a problem of abundance. We have an amazing, amazing neighborhood with both um, commercial use and residential use, and sometimes there's some, comp you know, some competition between those and we need to do the best to balance the interests of all parties here. Um, unfortunately in this situation as you hear there's really been some breakdown between immediate neighbors and Nextro Brewery and I think we're all trying to work um, to, to achieve some sort of final resolution here um, for the good of the neighbors and the good of um, the young kids that live in the neighborhood. I have a seven year old um, my neighbor Lisa has a seven year old as well as two other children. Um, one of her sons is here to speak tonight. Um, I'm glad that we reached a resolution of a close time at 9. Um, it was going to be my recommendation that it be 8 o'clock on the weeknights and 9 o'clock on the weekends. Um, again, we have several young children um, right behind. And this is a situation where the residents um, back right up to the commercial. There's not an alley. There's not any kind of boundary except for fences that have been put up. And so um, when we bought our homes and when our neighbors bought our homes, these were daytime uses. Um, Bunkies used to be the Atwood Community Center. Um, what is this brewery now um, used to be an appliance repair place. So you had to have incredible forethought both in terms of land use and planning and economics um, to really have a sense that we could have the kind of vibrancy that we do now, which, again, is, is certainly a blessing. Um, the other main point I want to make is that the green space for this um, original approval has never been put in, and so it is my hope that a condition of opening this patio will be that the required green space goes in before the patio opens since we've had um, three years here without any green space, and that's been sort of one of the um, contentions that you'll hear about from the neighbors. So, again, thank you so much for listening to us and trying to find um, a good balance between meeting the needs of the residents and um, our wider community in terms of vibrancy in a, um, this neighborhood. Don't go away yet. Are there any questions from Ms. Davis? I'm sorry, I pulled you back. There are that's no. okay. Thank you. Uh, Ron Hull, 2437 Atwood Avenue, in support, wishing to speak, to be followed by Matthew Hutchison. Mr. Hull, welcome. Thank you, sir. Um, I am uh, Ron Hull. I represent, or I, I am part of the family group that owns this building. Uh, my grandfather bought this building in 1979, the year that I was born. I spent pretty much every day of my life in that appliance, uh, appliance shop. 
you know, in this community, walking across the street to Mel's uh, little candy store. And uh, this community really means a lot to me. And when we decided to move our business to Femrites, we weren't forking uh, huge Middleby Marshall pizza ovens out in the middle of Atwood Avenue and, and possibly causing huge accidents and stuff. We we decided we need to find a great tenant. We need to use this space the best that it can. And we turned down a lot of opportunities, as you probably heard me speak before when this, was, when this project was being approved. And we have a great tenant. We have um, the, the brewery folks have been great to work with. Uh, we couldn't ask for a better relationship, the way that we work through things. Communication has been on point, and you'll see it, you could go back the emails, uh, communication with Eric and myself and Eric with the neighborhood. He has been more than open to talking about things and talking through things. So um, I'm here for questions to be answered. Um, I'm here as uh, the property owner with my commitment to this to this project and to uh, this outdoor patio, which could be very minimalistic, but we decided as property owners, which is not required of us, to make it as beautiful and as inviting as possible to add to the neighborhood, which I think this does. Thank you. Are there questions for Mr. Hall? Seeing none, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, the next registrant is Matthew Hutchison, 2422 Summers Avenue. Uh, opposed, wishing to speak, to be followed by Aaliyah McCord. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, my name is Matt. Um, I live at 2422 Summers, and I am directly behind next door brewery. Um, I, it makes me sad to have to like oppose them all the time. However, um, what we've learned in the last two years is that they are they may do great things, but they're a nuisance to me and my co-neighbors that live around where I do. It smells. Um, they have a deep fryer with exhaust exactly at the very end of their building and probably 20 feet from my backyard. Um, they put in an eight-foot fence. However, I still hear there is still noise pollution. There is still odor pollution. There is still light pollution. Um, and we did talk with them a year ago, and... Um, Mr. Dieter did mention that. And, um, you know, we, we, we initially came saying we have a problem with the smell. And it, it's where we can't keep our windows open during the summer because it smells so bad. Um, and we're worried that, in addition, we're not even going to be able to keep our windows open at, um, at night. You know, I have a son. His room is in the back facing the bar, and he's around here. Sorry for the noise. Um, you know, he's not going to be able to have his windows open growing up. Um, and then finally, I, just, I have a copy of, this is the um, Marquette Shank Atwood Neighborhood Plan. This is from April 1994. Um, part of, and this is a section one from the land use area B section. Part of this was read at the introduction to this topic, and uh, it wasn't complete in what, uh, we didn't com finish the sentence, actually, uh, so I wanted to uh, finish this. Um, part one, continue to support the continuing development of businesses that would be compatible to neighborhood residents and the Madison shopping community. Although the neighborhood encourages new business development, and this is where they stopped, Although the neighborhood encourages new business development, it discourages the further growth in the number or size of bars and taverns in the area. Now, I, I know that Mr. Dieter would argue that they are not a bar. They are licensed as a 
restaurant. That's true. Um, they, however, you know, when they first got their license, the deal was that they would serve food the entire time they were open. Uh, um, now there's been approval that they can stop serving food at 10 o'clock. So bars sell alcohol without food, and I think that's what's going on here now. Um, I think that's all I have to say. So. Thank you. Are there questions for Mr. Hutchison? And thank you, sir. Aaliyah McCord, 2422 Summers Avenue. Opposed wishing to speak. You must live very close to the previous speaker. I do. We know each other pretty well, actually. I've seen him around a few times. Um, so, yes, that's my husband and my son, and we're expecting um, our daughter in August. I live immediately behind Next Door Brewery. And I'm honestly really embarrassed that we even have to be here tonight because this is the kind of dispute that should have been resolved amicably between two neighbors. And I'm really sorry to take your time with this. But what has happened over the past three years since um, Next Door Brewery opened its doors in 2013 is that we've seen time and again that we've been misled as neighbors and we have a real crisis and inability to trust the things that Eric tells us. So, of course, my family bought a home behind the appliance store. We weren't thrilled when it turned into a brewery, as you can imagine. Investing over $100,000 to renovate a home, and then the day that you finish your renovations, you discover that now it's going to be a, you're going to live next to a restaurant. I'm sure no one in this room would want that to happen. But, you know, we moved to the Island neighborhood because it's a lovely place to live, and we wanted, you know, we wanted that kind of vibrant culture, and so that was kind of the price we had to pay for living in the neighborhood fine, okay? So we thought, you know, maybe we can work with these neighbors to resolve some of the re very real impacts this has had in our family. And so we started trying to communicate with Eric over the course of three years to see if we could come to some kind of amicable resolution. And in fact, we continued to try to do that up until just a few minutes before this meeting. And I really thought we were making progress in the spring of 2014, which is before Charlie was born, when we had a meeting and we all sat down and we agreed that Eric would look into planting a tree barrier between um, Next Brewery and, our, and the property of the neighbors affected. And um, if, if the neighbors would support his ALRC petition to reduce um, the hours of serving to that 10 p.m. that my husband just spoke about. Then later on, Eric comes back in his follow-up emails and suggests that in order for him to agree to the tree barrier, we also have to support his petition for outdoor seating. And we were really uncomfortable with this because we all have young children and families, and we just wanted to see what impact that tree barrier would have. And we also felt like Eric is not yet in compliance with his green space requirements in the property, so why should we grant another conditional use if the, if the property isn't yet in compliance with the existing regulations? So we went back and forth on this over and over again, and finally... You know, we stopped communicating because it felt like we were going nowhere. And even this evening, Eric admitted that he purposefully did not inform us when he submitted the application for this in February. So we didn't have an opportunity to meet him beforehand to negotiate an amicable, amicable resolution to this issue um, because he didn't want to um, incite the neighbors and he didn't want to have us kind of show up and, and do something like this. So I'm sorry for taking up your time with this, but I really ask you to consider, you know, we were given a promise of having a tree barrier. Turns out the tree barrier was never on the table. I can stop there. Well, if you need an additional minute, we can give it to you. Um, wrap up. Just okay. go ahead and wrap up comfortably. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, given that the, the next brewery is not currently in compliance with its existing 
permit. It doesn't have the required green space. I don't understand why we should have a, an additional impact to the quality of life of the immediate neighbors when this, um, the brewery hasn't made any effort to negotiate with us in good faith. Any questions for, for Ms. McCord? Seeing none, thank you. Thanks. Um, Keegan Mitchell, 2423 Summers, opposed wishing to speak to be followed by Theodore Edwin Zistris. Um, my name is Keegan. Um, I am in fifth grade. I go to Wool Elementary, and um, I live just kind of close to the next door brewery pub. Um, and I don't really want to play or hang out in my backyard anymore because of the smell or the noise of the brew pub. And then seeing as, or having this patio or deck, I feel as though it would just get worse than it already is with the noise and smells. Does that, uh, does that conclude your uh, testimony? Well, yes. You're, I well, you're the next person, right? Okay. But let's see if there are any questions for you before you go. Are there any, uh, are there any questions for Mr. Mitchell? Well, Mr. Mitchell, I want to thank you. You did a terrific job and uh, better than a lot of people who come up here. <laughs> thank you. So are you, you must be uh, Mr. Zistris? Yes. Well, welcome, Mr. Zistris. Um, you've got three minutes. Yes. His so, address is 2437 uh, Summer, Summers Avenue. Yes. I am DOI. I am in the same class as Keegan. We've been friends for a long time. And as Keegan said, we, can, we can't hang out at his house because the horrible smell. We're constantly having to come over to my house. And even in class, we learned today how... Smoking, and yes, they said that smoking, they would not want it, but they also said that they can't technically stop them. So smoking, we learned in class today, is actually horrible for everyone around, not just the person who's doing it. And it's horrible, and it's going to ruin And as other, as other neighbors said, it's impacting, it's impacting them, too, the this person has hasn't even held up hasn't held up on their promise or ish like thing to plant trees and I just wanted to say that. Does that conclude your testimony? Yes. Okay, are there any questions for Mr. Zistress? Well congratulations, sir. You did a really good job too. <laughs> uh, the next registrant who may be able to do as well is Mark Zistress, twenty four thirty seven Summers Avenue. Good luck following up that act. <laughs> hmm? no, no more um, speakers. So first off, um, congratulations on getting the name correctly. When your name starts for the next, not many people get it right. But very impressive. <laughs> uh, my name is Mark Zestris. I. 2437 Summers Avenue. I do not border the property in question. I could probably throw a football from uh, my front yard to where the brewery or the outdoor seating will be. Um, 
you know, other people here can speak much more eloquently to the facts and what's gone on over the last few years. I just wanted to say, you know, we have a very tight neighborhood. We have a lot of good business partners. We have Stalzies. We have Bunkies. We have people who respect the neighborhood. We have people who come out and ask questions and talk to us and honor what they say. Um, and I don't get that same vibe from these guys. And I don't know if you all have kids, but if you've ever read the book, if you give a mouse a cookie, um, <laughs> it kind of has a feeling like that of sometimes working with these folks. And I'm not, I'm not as close to it as many others, and I'll let to them speak to the, to the actual facts. I just wanted to give my, my take on the last couple of years with them as neighbors. Any questions for Mr. Zistress? Well, thank you. <clears throat> I think that concludes the people wishing to speak, but we have a number of other registrants. Uh, Dean Morris, 2421 Summers Avenue, opposed, not wishing to speak. Olav Malvik, 2701 Summers Avenue, opposed, not wishing to speak. Jane, I'm not going to get this one right, Jane Zwenger. Zengler, thank you. Uh, 2425 Summers Avenue, opposed, not wishing to speak. Joanne Malvik, 2701 Summers Avenue, opposed, not wishing to speak. D. Spolum, I think, 2105 Center, opposed, not wishing to speak. Victoria Strawn, 2421 Summers Avenue, opposed, not wishing to speak. Lisa Mitchell, 2426 Summers, opposed, not wishing to speak. And Karen Nelson, uh, 2418 Summers Avenue, opposed, available to answer questions. Are there any questions from the commission members for any of the registrants? Are there any questions? For the applicant, uh, are there any? Okay, this is before I close the public hearing, right? Okay, Mr. Rui, your question is for whom? Uh, for the applicant. Um, I, I heard a couple things brought up. One was compliance about the landscaping that's ever been put in. Could you respond to that? Yes, I can. So, in response to that. I think if we're guilty of something, I agree, it's not been put in. We've talked about that with Matt and people. Our problem was I think we were trying to be too friendly with our neighborhood, and for the last two years we've been talking about is there a better spot because when we first opened in 2013, it was the fall and it was not a good time for planting. We were going to put stuff in in the spring of 2014, and that's when we started to have some discussions about exhaust or some other type things, and through communications with our neighbors, then we started discussing it would be better off to change the landscaping plan and put a row of trees or something along the fence line between us and our neighborhood property. And for two years now, we've been going through this dialogue and never been able to bring it to resolution between the two of us. And from our perspective, that's why it has not been put in at this point. A little follow-up on that part of the question. I have another question, too. Uh, if that's the case, why don't you show any landscaping uh, further discussion on the plans that you presented to us tonight in that the area? Uh, there's a separate landscaping plan that has but, those. But it does not include the trees or anything that I've heard it talk about tonight. Yeah, so the, the trees, as we've had time to look into that further, we've had two um, landscaping companies tell us that, that is not a good spot to put those trees. 
due to the fact that they're next to the asphalt, next to the fence, they're limited shade, they're going to have a very hard time surviving there. Um, we've actually gotten two proposals on putting those in, and from our perspective and what we've gotten from professional advice, that is not a good idea to put them in that spot. So that is why we're not recommending them on our plan. So you have not complied with the prior approval, and now you're not going to do that, but now you're going to do some other stuff. Yeah, we're correct? looking to update our landscaping plan around the patio and things as we put it in. We've been trying for two years to discuss what we could do to help improve the situation with our neighbors from the exhaust discussion that was brought up. And, again, Matt and I have talked many times on exhaust stuff. We've never had an issue that's been – that we believe is concerning for health or things like that. I mean, we just had a discussion a little bit ago, and one of our neighbors who bunky, bunkies borders a fence of ours, our exhaust is 12 feet in the air and then exhaust straight up. Bunkies exhaust straight out the back of the building right into the neighborhood. And what we were just shared with in the meeting a little bit ago is we prefer the smell of garlic, so we really like that smell. Well, I can't change to ensure our smell is garlic. And... We've been going through this discussion to see is there a way feasibly that we can have a tree line or something else, a barricade around that exhaust to help improve it. But unfortunately, there has to be a certain number of feet requirement to put a wall around that exhaust, and we don't have enough room to do that. And everybody we've talked to, there's no guarantee that if we put a row of trees in, it can even help that situation. Uh, in regards to the exhaust, you said it goes up to 10 feet? Yeah, it's on a 10-foot roof, and then it's like two to three feet above that, and it shoots. It's above the, uh, the highest roof? Uh, there's two tiers of roofs on our building. It's on the 10-foot roof. And then it have you it's considered, straight up instead of Have back. you considered extending it even higher? We've looked at that option, and it's something we can't do physically. And I can't tell you now why, because that was two years ago we looked at that option, and I can't remember. Thank you. Ms. Berger? Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Shepard was next. Hi, um, just a couple quick questions. One, uh, what are the benefits to having this outdoor eating area? I'm just, it, it's not really a very large area. So, so the two questions, one, what's the benefit for you in terms of having this? And then two, uh, is there anything that you could do to um, enhance relationships with, uh, once again, the, the neighborhood, neighborhood organizations and that sort? So the benefits of this project and then two, what, if anything, can you do to sort of, once again, enhance these relationships? So in regards to your first question, I would say we get considerable frequent requests from our customers for outdoor seating, people that want to come to our place but sit outside. And it's more of accommodating our customers to have that space so we have that availability and functionality. And that's why we've looked to do it. Um, after two and a half years, that's, that's the request we're getting. In regards to the second one, enhancing um, the communications with the neighbors, Am I able to share some information with you on how I feel we've started to that and kind of where some of this fell apart as to? He asked you a question. Feel free to answer. Okay. So I have a communication here between many of the neighbors and myself from May 7th of 2015, and it says in response, I have just spoken with the neighbors and were surprisingly pleased with your design, and this is in reference to the patio <laughs> discussions almost a year ago. We just have a few questions and comments. So some of those comments were questions were regarding to closing at 9 p.m., what that means about lighting, things like that. So at that point, we felt the neighbors were supportive of what we were looking to do. On May 18th, 
I followed up with communication to that email, my answers, and I thought we were pretty much to the point where we are ready to move forward. In fact, my ending comments were, you know, I'd be happy to begin to connect with the appropriate parties in regards to putting the process in place for permitting for these outdoor patios and potential of the trees along that fence line. I received no communication back. I sent a follow-up communication on June 4th. I received no communication back. I again communicated with the neighbors in August about another thing for an outdoor event for our two-year anniversary just to communicate that we put in a permit for one-time use. I got no communication back. So we went from feeling we were being supported and being open and having these dialogues to I've had zero communication in almost a year from our neighbors. And who was that communication with? That was with uh, Ms. Aaliyah McCord and Marsha Rummel was copied on that and Matthew Hutchinson. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Ms. Berger. Hi. Um, just wanted to get a little bit more detail on the um, tree line along the back and, and how things might work out. <clears throat> Is it correct that I, I know now it's going to a one-way drive aisle? I believe currently it's at a two-way drive aisle in the back. It's currently right? one-way. It is still one way in the back. Okay. All right. So I was wondering if perhaps it would be narrowed and allow more space for those trees under the new plan, but that's not necessarily the case. No, we, we've reviewed that, and we've been looking at that for almost a year. There is possibility, if we put a row of trees there, that we could move those parking spaces out or potentially look to get rid of those parking spaces, but it would make that very narrow from what we can do from a traffic flow standpoint within a few inches of what's legally allowed for traffic to flow through back there. Be very tough on what we could do traffic flow wise. I'm sorry, you said taking the parking spots out would it would still be really tough? Well, if the parking spots were to come out, that was something that just came up today as we'd have to go through extra processes to see if that could be done. But that's in that neighborhood it's very difficult to find parking. Okay. So being able to have those is very important. Okay. Uh, thanks I think that covers yeah, it. Thank you. Alder Zellers. Um, if this were referred to the next planned commission meeting, would that cause problems for you? I mean, we were looking to already put this in place and have it approved by now, and we've already pushed it back from the Common Council meeting to the next one, just because, you know, per Marsha's recommendation, that people had more concerns. So, I mean, from our perspective, we really wanted to have this open for Craft Beer Week on May 1st. It's very important because that's a busy time of the year for us and brings a lot of people to the community. And this is already getting very tough for us to do that. So if it were still uh, heard by the Common Council on the 19th, then you'd be the same schedule as currently? Yeah. Common Council on the 19th, yes. On the 19th. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know when the next planning commission meeting is. But on the 18th. Okay. So possibly. If, that, if it's the 18th and we could have approval on both, we'd be okay with that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Cantrell. On your uh, south property line, there is a currently a fence. Is there a Correct. fence? It, 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 how tall is that fence? Uh, we put that fence in when we resurrected the building and the property, and the requirements is between six and eight feet, and we put an eight-foot cedar fence in. Okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, Alder Carter. And what's the capacity for the patio? Sixteen is what we're asking for. And the green space around the patio, is are those trees or those shrubs? Mainly shrubs. And there's a fence around the patio? Correct. A fence in the back of the fence is eight feet tall, solid, and part of the one side to help block the noise. And then how many parking spaces did you take for the patio? Currently there's no parking space there, except we were initially looking to put our original green space. Okay. 
All the sellers? Sorry, I forgot to ask. So uh, a 9 o'clock closing of the patio is acceptable to Correct. you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Heifetz? Thank you, Mr. Chair. How much of your customer base, if you can give us a ballpark, is from the neighborhood? Because you just referenced parking and folks needing parking to get there. So I'd say it's hard to guess, right? I mean, I think it's probably greater than 50% as a neighborhood, but I would say 20 to 30% from out of state and out of town that come to visit us just because we're a brew pub. So uh, I do think a lot of people potentially utilize the space at the church, which they have been okay with at this point. Across the street from us, there's parking there and on-street parking. But it... Okay. Thank you. Alder No? Alder Carter? Um, so the closing of the patio at 9 o'clock, would that be Sunday through Saturday? Correct. Um, we had a similar situation um, last year with the Tip Top Tavern, and they had a neighbor who was very concerned about uh, similar concerns, noise, light, uh, and they were able to um, address that with uh, you know, with a combination of barriers and other things. I mean, simply because the trees didn't seem to work out, didn't seem to me to diminish your responsibility for providing uh, some sort of amelioration of those conditions. Did you look into any other alternatives? Are we talking for the patio or for the exhaust? We're talking about on the fence line, which is, I believe, what the neighbors were complaining about. Was that what the tree, were the trees supposed to address the exhaust or the... Uh, yes, yeah, so well, part of the original plan, there was never trees in that as part of the additional approved plan. Now, discussions that have come up after that would be a nice to have or we would like to have if we could make this work. Um, I, I read, you know, three, four, five communications from the neighbors it seemed to imply that you would agree to um, put in trees is that not correct yes that was part of this communication where I said I would support that uh -huh. and then when I got no communication back and I dug into this further and I got feedback from the landscaping companies that it would not be feasible because they're concerned they won't survive that's where my, I changed my opinion on that okay um, any additional questions for uh, for the applicant Thank you, sir. Uh, are there any questions for, for any of the opponents? Alder Zellers. Um, I'm not sure who this is for, but possibly Mr. Hutchison. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, based upon what you have heard, um, what I would like to know is what specifically are you asking for? We're specifically asking that Eric fulfill the promise he made to put in a tree line on our property line. And also to have the patio close at a reasonable hour, 8 p.m. on weekdays, which is bedtime for those of us that have young children that are you know, going to bed early, and 9 p.m. on the weekends. Um, I think the tree line would go a long way to improving our relations um, with Nextdoor Brewery. And given what he has indicated, he heard from two landscaping companies that he talked to that, that the conditions along that fence line were not conducive to survival of the trees. 
Do you change your opinion at all? I offered earlier tonight if, if Eric wanted to make a gentlemanly agreement. Obviously, this would be outside the scope of your responsibilities of the city, but I offered if he wanted to pay to have the trees installed on my side of the property line, pay to have professional landscapers come in and put in a mature tree barrier, I would also be amenable to that suggestion. But he indicated that was not something he was interested in. And to be honest with you, every solution that we have proposed to Eric over the past three years, he finds some reason for why it's not going to work out. We talked about changing the exhaust pattern so it would blow forward. We talked about putting in a sound barrier. That was not going to be cost effective. I thought we had finally settled on the tree line. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised that he came back and said it wasn't going to be possible after all. It's kind of a pattern from our perspective. Okay, thank you. Um, let me, before you go, uh, I want to follow up on, on my question to the applicant about alternative barriers. What is it that you are trying to stop coming into your property? Is it light? Is it sound? Is it odor? All. <laughs> or, or any mitigation of, of any type of mitigation of any of those three things. You're suffering, you feel right now, from all three of those? Yeah, we do have the light that um, illuminates the backyard, which has, was in place after the brewery opened. Um, we do have the noise in the kitchen. The kitchen door is propped open pretty much every day, so we get to hear, you know, order up, order up, and then the clanking of washing dishes all day long. Um, there is a no smoking sign next to the kitchen door, but um, <laughs> there's a nightly habit of smoking um, right next to the non-smoking sign, which is right next to our house. So I want to see all three of those things either go away, or if we had a tree barrier installed, they wouldn't have to look at it and smell it and hear it. Okay, any questions? And thank you. Mr. Dieter, um, we, we just got a, a little piece of new information. I'd like you to come back up, please. Uh, would you address the uh, comment of the comments about the door being the door to the kitchen being propped open and smoking outside? So smoking, we we can recommend to our employees not to smoke next to the building, but we it's hard for us to control if somebody that leaves our building to go to their car or to park to smoke. I mean, it's no smoking establishment, but other than that, we can't control everybody that goes to their car. Well, let's start with the door. Okay. What about it? So it is a screen door that the outside door at times is probably open when it's hot in there, and then the screen door is left open. That would be my assumption. I can't verify that without checking into it further. Why, why is there a door open at all? A door, uh, an external door from the kitchen should not be open. Okay, I will rectify that. Okay, any other? Uh, Mr. Rui. Ah, thank you. Um, I was looking back at, you mentioned about removing the three parking stalls on the back so you could do some landscaping back there? Uh, that was part of a discussion earlier with Matt and Chris. That Pardon? Was, that was a discussion earlier that came up today as a possibility between us and Matt and Chris. Would you be willing to give up those three parking spots? Uh, that would be something that we would have to take into account with our landlord. I'm asking you now. Some of those are designated for tenants above. So we'd have to understand that with our landlord. So I'm not getting an answer. Okay. Um, I, the more I look at that, I don't see why you cannot plant trees back there. It's because of the, the drive width. clearance. You've got the width. 
the driveway coming in is only 12 feet wide, probably less than that the way the angle is. And now you're saying back there you need a wider driveway and back. If we were to put trees and keep the parking spaces, it would be difficult to keep the drive. The parking spaces would have to go away if we wanted to plant trees. Or you could, It'd be very close within a couple the of current bikes, Where you're pulling a bike rack, you could put uh, trees in that area. We could we could put two or three trees right there, yes. I mean, okay. But what our neighbors I, are asking I, I, I us for I'm is... Troubled. I guess I'm troubled that you never uh, did what was agreed to three years ago. Um, just trouble for that. Okay, that, that, that's not. Are you finished, Mr. Roy? Um, the other, one other question. Where is the entrance to the apartments? There's one in the front and one on the southeast side. One in front. Um, one in front along Sandwood Avenue, and one on the southeast corner of the building. Southeast corner. Okay, over here somewhere. Oh, yeah, I see the door right there. And one, one along the sidewalk in front. Correct. Okay, thank you. Mr. Shepard? Hi. Uh, do you have a management plan in terms of how you would actually run this, the outdoor area? Yes. Okay, you have one in place? We just talked through it. We have not written it, but we talked through it recently, yes. Okay. Can you, can you talk a little bit about it now? What, because, again, having the back doors open, that can be an issue. Um, in terms of when you actually start to close down the patio area, it isn't just you know sort of at nine o'clock, because you know, if you close at nine o'clock, it may take a half hour to clean it up and that sort of thing, which really doesn't sort of you know sort of meet the spirit of you know closing at nine. There needs to be a plan maybe in terms of starting to clear it out, you know, eight thirty, eight forty-five, and that sort. So if, if so, you're, you're 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 you plan on having a management plan for that. Correct. What are some of the things that you're thinking about sort of having in it? Yeah. Our initial discussions where we would stop seating that area at 8 p.m. to give us a full hour to empty it out and close it down. When you say initial discussions, who are you discussing with? Uh, with, with our general manager and our front of the house manager. Okay. As far as their input on how they would like to operate that area. Okay. Okay. So in terms of, once again, closing down, also issues in terms of having doors open and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, is, is that something that you would have written or something that you would... No, it's been a discussion. We, we would definitely need to write something for ourselves. We have something to hold our staff accountable to, but currently it's not written. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, all right. Well, that's all I have. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Cantrell. I just want to clarify one thing. Uh, as I understand through all this discussion, the tree line was never part of the original approval. Is that correct? That's correct. And the, and the green space that's been discussed was... Where, in part, where your seating area was is proposed, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, thank you, sir. Um, I'm going to ask if there's anybody. First of all, if there are any questions for any of the opponents, but I'm going to suggest that. Um, there should be a motion to refer this to the next meeting. Um, staff has indicated that they think they, the alder, the neighbor, and the applicant could work it out so that when they come back before us, um, they could come back with something that's approvable and that could go to the city council the following night. But before we get to that, assuming people agree with me, are there any questions for the neighbors? Let me then let me ask, is there one of the neighbors who would like to respond to anything that's been said? 
Okay, come on up. Well, okay. <clears throat> She's already spoken. Okay. So re reintroduce yourself, yeah. please. I'm Victoria Strawn. I live at 2421 Summers Avenue, which is um, behind Next Door Brewing, but across the street. So we get the odors in our yard as well, our backyard, as do the people who live behind me on Center Avenue. Um, not always, but we certainly get enough of it so that we know, you know, deep frying is going on. Um, but I, uh, one thing that was brought up by one of the um, members of this commission that I don't think was um, clarified is that the outdoor seating that Eric has talked about having an eight-foot wall barrier to noise and so forth for the families that live immediately behind, which is really four houses um, and maybe five children, or six, um, is that we learned at this um, pre-commission meeting at 4 o'clock this afternoon that the door that leads from the brew pub to the outdoor seating has to be enclosed, and it is not on your plans. So if you look at your plans, you'll see that there is a, an, an entrance, I think, for the brewery, and also then an entrance for the brew pub. The brewery door is not for public use, but the one further south for the, um, for the patrons of the outdoor seating would be their access to the outdoor seating. I imagined when he first proposed this that the door would come from directly from the building, and that's how I picture outdoor seating to go directly into the patio. So that now presents another noise issue that we hadn't thought about before. And in, in discussions with Eric Pryor and Ron, um, the owner of the building, prior to this meeting, um, it was suggested that maybe a fence would be put in um, so that it would comply with the city's requirements that there be direct access from the brew pub into the outdoor seating, but it would not be an eight-foot wall. And granted, it would not be people sitting outside the eight-foot wall, but it would be people coming and going and coming and going and coming and going until um, past children's bedtime hours and so forth. Uh, so. And, and we asked about having a um, bigger enclosure, and, um, and Eric said that they need to haul equipment in and out, and it would not be possible to have something that had a ceiling on it, and that they were not planning a wall on that side. So that's another noise issue, and that's why I wanted to raise that question. Okay. Ms. Berger, did you have a question? For, no? Hmm? Staff? Okay. Thank you. Um, thank you, Ms. Strawn. Um, any other questions before I close the public hearing? Then I will close the public hearing. Questions of staff? Ms. Berger. So, yeah, I was, I was wondering about that, too, um, <clears throat> how the door was going to function and the fact that we don't have, I mean, it sounds like we're moving potentially toward referral, but um, <clears throat> right now there are no conditions in this conditional use about how that's actually going to work and I was thinking that that would be a noise issue as well having it 
not enter right into the um, right into the seated area and having that swinging door. You know, that just basically you're putting an eight foot wall there, but then you've got a big hole in it that is going to be coming up. So I think it's pretty important how that is ultimately configured. Um, did you have something in mind that would make us comfortable if, you know, for some reason we don't refer tonight? Um, or is it still just completely up in the air what that's actually going to look like? Well, there's a supplemental regulation that requires entrance to the outdoor seating area to be directly from the establishment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the initial plan that was submitted did not show compliance in that regard. And there's a, uh, a comment for the final plans um, in discussion with the applicant. They had an interest in putting a something along the lines of like a six-foot-high solid fence accessing to that door that wouldn't obstruct any of those parking stalls. Um, but as was mentioned by the most previous speaker, they also have to get kind of past that service door. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, enclosing that, which, I mean, I can't think of any time anyone has enclosed one of these spaces for an outdoor area. That seems like uh, kind of odd. Uh, they want to keep it open so they can access kind of through that space. That would be just fine. Um, enclosing it behind a six-foot-high solid uh, fence would mitigate the, the noise exiting the um, the area. I'm not sure how significant it will be. It's a 16 seat outdoor seating area. We talked about the one earlier that had uh, noise complaints. One of the first ones and only ones we've had noise complaints about in the 12 years I've been doing this work here in Madison. Uh, it had a masonry wall that noise was bouncing off of into a 36 person seating area. It's significantly different than this, uh, and it was much closer to that residence than this. So it's not really the same. But it's something that they're going to need to, to get around. And it sounds like they have a desire to maintain access to their, their uh, brewing area. Uh, so they'll have to design it in a way that they can maybe disassemble or something like that to be able to cut through to that space. Okay. I also want to note that uh, uh, number 17 references that. Number 17 does? Oh, I didn't notice it in there. Okay. Oh, are, are, you, are you finished, okay. Ms. Berger? Yeah, you? I mean, I still, I, uh, it's one more reason that's making me feel a little bit uncomfortable about this. So if we do refer it, I, it would be really nice to have a visual because I'm still not completely grasping exactly where, okay. what it's going to look like and feel like out there. So thank you. Uh, Mr. Heifetz next. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, for staff, we've heard uh, complaints regarding noise, smell, smoke, and lights. Do we have uh, complaints that have been brought to your department in this regard? And if so, what uh, has happened with those? Uh, we have uh, received no complaints. I'm not aware of any complaints. I uh, have been talking with the applicant for the past few years about this um, smell issue because they had been interested in trying to potentially mitigate it, even though it's not required. It, uh, the brew pubs are permitted use, and there's no requirement that they would try and resolve or correct it. They had been con communicating with us about what they could potentially do to mitigate that. Um, and in regard to noise and lights, uh, there are ordinances that the city has that regulate, particularly light. Noise is a little trickier. It's more about equipment. 
um, and like stationary equipment like compressors and things like that and the amount of noise that they emanate. But uh, there are ordinances uh, on the books that deal with light, both cast-off light. Um, you'll, you'll hear the term dark sky compliant thrown around a lot. Uh, but you do have situations where uh, commercial properties abut residential properties, and um, a simple way to think about it is your residential property's backyard should not be lit up like a ballpark. That's kind of what the ordinance uh, is tending to discourage. But there will be refractory and some cast-off light that will result in some level of illumination that is acceptable per the ordinance. Okay, thank you. And as a follow-up to that, is there something in the ordinance or some other authoritative structure that is limiting how the applicant can address the venting of the or the exhaust of whatever's coming out and the smell of which we've been hearing, about which we've been hearing? No. I think it comes to the table because there's a conditional use request for an outdoor seating area and there's a public hearing and it's a tipping point for the neighbors. But there's nothing in the ordinances that regulates this. Okay, so potentially they can try and address that issue uh, within whatever structural constraints or other constraints they can articulate. Yeah, they or any other restaurant could voluntarily choose to try and mitigate measures. It's it's a voluntary thing, though, not a not a requirement in the ordinances. And um, I don't know if there's been any health. Um, related concerns but you know they kind of tend to look at air quality and this is not an air quality question we've had similar cases with other restaurants that abut residential areas and uh and not not talking about the smoker let's let set that aside <laughs> but other restaurant situations those are more about quality of life than uh air quality okay thank you and lastly this issue of the door being propped open is there some restriction on that and i'm not evaluating whether or not there's noise coming in or out of it, but is there some restriction on that issue? No. Thank you. Alder King. So um, we've heard a lot of testimony about the tree line and whether or not it can be planted and survive. So is there someone on city staff that, should this be referred, and we ask this question again, could make some sort of a determination on the viability of such tree line so that we have something more than the applicant's word that he checked with someone? I mean, how are we going to – Yes. Because we're going to ask that. So you're going to do that between now and then? And if that means we have to check with additional city staff, we could research that if that was the request. Okay. Well, consider it a request if it's referred. Uh, Mr. Rui. Uh, thank you. I had a question about the parking. Um, so basically 17 parking stalls are required. We're showing 14. How low can you go administratively? Well, this is a this is an interesting question, Mike. Thanks for asking it. We we can uh, reduce all the parking if we if we had to. I believe in this scenario there are four apartments, maybe all but one, administratively. But there's quite a tension about doing parking reductions because uh, when you don't provide on-site parking, cars need to find some place to go. And I know I've had some discussions with, uh, you know, Alder Zellers and I particularly have been talking about some other cases where the restaurant capacity and the parking issue really pushes cars somewhere. And it's a challenge in these neighborhoods where the corridors uh, that were traditionally not uh, uh, providing a lot of on-street parking or not a lot of space for off-street parking are having to potentially uh, – uh, 
at capacities that have uh, visitors that come via car. So it seems that when we're dealing with these situations, every parking space that you can provide provides a positive benefit for those neighbors in the neighborhood that are seeing cars parking up and competing with them for on-street parking spaces. So, so you're saying that the Harmony Bar, which has no parking, should have some? Actually, they do have a couple. Well, new places. We're finding any time that someplace new comes in, that that tends to be the uh, the challenge. And if you look at, uh, there's a lot of tension, say, in the Monroe Street area because they, most of those uh, restaurants uh, in that main block of Monroe that were retail places have converted to restaurants. There's no parking. There's nothing there. And every time they uh, add another restaurant, increase increases the amount of uh, on-street parking demand because there really is very little on-street parking. So. Can we reduce? Sure, we can reduce, but the, there's a very uh, great amount of value added related to those parking spaces, which is why people try to get as much on-street parking as they can. You, you end up finding really strange like one-way configurations like this. It's only one way along the west and south property line, and it's two-way on the other end. It's, it's kind of an unusual scenario. Well, the, the reason I was... Uh, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that... Uh, a lot of the Atwood businesses don't rely on parking, such as uh, some of the ones farther down along the bike path. Uh, are we obsessed that we have to have parking, or, or, does, or does the neighborhood not have a problem with uh, on-street parking? I don't know if I can answer that exactly. I can tell you that there's a there's a parking reduction mechanism in our ordinance that gets used all the time, and it allows up to a 136 capacity restaurant in uh, um, to to have its parking be waived by me administratively. I can just do that. Okay. And that's there aren't that many restaurants that are over 136 person capacity in these corridors. It's a, it's really going to be a policy discussion that I suspect the Planning Commission may, may want to pick up because I know alders have been sort of touching on this with uh, you know some of the, uh, the new restaurants that have created a lot of on street parking uh, competition in neighborhoods. I haven't heard that in this neighborhood compared to the one you're referring to on Monroe. Uh, we we have I, I think with uh, there's a number of restaurants that have come in. Uh, the Bunkies used to be the neighborhood center. Um, you know the Daisy Cupcake or even. I mean, there's there's a number of restaurants. The other question I've got is, as part of this outdoor seating area, can we put on other conditions such as review of the lighting, um, keeping the kitchen door closed? Can we put those conditions on this condition of approval? Well, um, the plan commission can choose to put whatever conditions they want on. Now, we as staff are going to recommend that you don't bootstrap conditions that aren't related to this conditional use onto this conditional use. Uh, Any time that we start going down that road, we we uh, get into tenuous ground. I mean, it's you really should be attaching conditions relative to the conditional use that's being requested. But at the same time, we're we're reviewing uh, bike parking, we're reviewing car parking, we're reviewing landscaping as part of this condition. Well, you are in the code is also the, the like for example the lighting. Uh, there's nothing that we can really do to change the lighting. It's not even in the zoning code. The lighting code is in the, in chapter 10. The traffic noises elsewhere. Um, I don't know if we have staffing capacity to be the police to see that they keep the kitchen door closed. Uh, you, you know, we need to be reasonable to a certain extent also with this and and treat it similarly to any other restaurants or similar type establishments. And because it's a conditional use, maybe it's not right to be. What if, what if be reasonable if we uh, requested of the applicant to uh, 
provide at the next meeting if it's referred a written uh, management plan? Sure. As opposed to verbal that we've heard. And part of that written management plan, could it be they'll keep the kitchen door closed? Sure. I mean, I you just imagine the day that it, we enforce it, it, it that. It doesn't burn off of you, but it, 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 uh, it's sort of a promise, a written promise they're making to the neighbors. Maybe address that to Mr. Wendt. The, the problem that we have with conditions like that, again, comes to what Matt's saying is enforceability. Um, so placing conditions on this particular proposal related to the outdoor seating is generally what staff would hope would mean. It's most germane. I'm just verbalizing it that if we have it referred and we have a written management plan, it might be in the best interest of the restaurant owners to put that in there. Uh, not that we care, but it might be best interest of relationship with the neighbors. So, that's all. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Rui. Ms. Berger. I just wanted to clarify, I mean, we are asking for them to keep this other door closed in, in this conditional use, just like we did in the tip-top conditional use, and we are therefore responsible for policing that. Is, is the kitchen door, I, I understand that this is not next to the kitchen, but is there some fundamental difference between policing one door and the other door, or is it simply that we're dealing with the courtyard, the conditional use? I, th I think that the difference has to do is this is a conditional use request where the operations of the brew pub itself is a permitted use in this district. So we're dealing with the use by right versus the conditional use ask of this particular application in front of you. just wanted to clarify. All right. Thank you. Mr. Cantrell. Well, I guess uh, there's been lots of discussion here, and um, I guess, and we're going to be talking about referral. I guess going probably through a long discussion on that, but um, uh, and one of the reasons would be investigation of the tree line, um, and I guess the purpose of the tree line is to mitigate noise, odors, and lighting. That's what I've heard, at least the hope. Um, the question is, does staff have any opinion on whether this patio um, is creating odors, uh, excessive lighting, or, or noise, um, and would a tree line potentially mitigate that? I guess that's the question I would have. If you're asking staff's opinion on how a tree line would affect this application in front of you, I think to some degree it would be minimal. There, this is the greatest separated portion of the site from the neighboring properties. Um, the applicant's discussion about the availability or the ability of plant material to survive in this environment, yes, I would question, you know, trained as a landscape architect. Um, but, again, what is germane to the application in front of you? Um, they have not proposed lighting as uh, that I'm aware of with this application. Um, it is simply for the outdoor seating area of 16 people surrounded by some screening and landscape. So, Anyone else? Then a motion? Whoop. Did you have something else, Mr. Heifetz? I, mean, I have an inquiry of the chair. Mm -hmm. So you had um, one of the opponents come back up. So uh, parliamentary procedurally wise, uh, how is that within your bounds as chair? Yes, it is. I, uh, I made an inquiry of the city attorney 
um, shortly after I became the chair, if you remember the Marinus uh, application, um, and the Marinuses were gesticulating in the back wishing to uh, speak, and I didn't feel I had the authority, uh, <clears throat> and so I didn't let them at the time. But subsequently, I, um, I asked the city attorney, and I, uh, he indicated to me that it helped clarify any uh, issue before us that I did have the power to do that. Okay, thank you. And secondarily, you also uh, strongly hinted at a referral, and while that clearly is within your bounds to do so, uh, it may perhaps occasionally be better to let the committee at least pontificate a bit before we get to that point, as we had not even arrived at the conclusion of the public hearing. So uh, those comments are offered with respect, but with uh, the rights of the committee and particularly citizen members uh, to engage no, I, prior to I, a decision is uh, essentially accepted, even though we will go through the formality of the vote. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I accept that, but, you know, I've been the chair for over two years. I've never uh, felt I needed to say something like that before, so I consider it will be a very rare event. So, Alder Zellers. And indeed, I would like to move referral, and if somebody would second that, I will say why. Okay, thank you. Seconded by Mr. Rui. Um, I was contacted by Alder Rummel, um, who is the alder for this district. She had planned to attend the meeting at 4 o'clock today. Um, she was returning from Chicago and had car problems and ended up in the shop with the brakes of her car being replaced and was unable to make the meeting. There's no way, of course, to know whether that would have um, been helpful to um, come to some conclusion, but I would like to um, uh, there to be the opportunity for Alder Rummel to meet with um, staff, the applicant, and uh, the neighbors to see if, um, if something could be worked out. Um, one of the reasons that I think that that is, is important, um, the relationships between uh, the neighbors and this applicant can be important both for them and their uh, quality of life as well as for the applicant's success. So I think that it is important to have that one more opportunity for there to be a discussion and hopefully um, end up in a better place than where we are currently. Um, in addition, some other things have been mentioned that I think uh, would be beneficial to have for this uh, body, for example, um, a management plan given some of the issues that have been um, been raised and a bit more uh, clarity about the way that this uh, outdoor patio will be organized and, and uh, um, arranged um, uh, with the uh, door um, that we don't really have quite the, the um, uh, concept of that that I think would be beneficial to have. So those are some of the reasons that I think that that uh, we would come to a better place overall uh, if we do go with a referral. Thank you. Okay. Any anyone on the motion, Mr. Heifetz? 
Thank you, Mr. Chair. I think we know where this is going. I'll decide. It'll be a game time decision if I just go with a symbolic uh, contrarian vote for no apparent value. But uh, I've done that before, and I perhaps might do it again. Uh, I, I would just caution the neighbors uh, that through this discussion we've learned that we may or may not have the ability to resolve what you are articulating as some of the challenges of this property through this conditional use component that we're seeing tonight. Uh, as staff indicated, we are to take the uh, application within certain constraints, apparently, or within certain limitations, so as not to uh, reopen already adjudicated issues, and I'm, I'm using that term broadly, not specifically. So uh, while I appreciate the advocacy, and particularly that of uh, the two young boys who did better than many of the paid hired guns who come before us, and I want that on the record, that's why I'm referencing it now, because it was succinct, two minutes tops, and we understood exactly what they were talking about. So um, perhaps they have a future in coming before us uh, again. But in the meantime, um, when this does come back before us, we will be somewhat restricted in what can and can't be uh, achieved or not achieved in this regard. And as I was looking at the plans again, as we uh, have been debating and discussing the the area under discussion, under debate, is at the front near Atwood Avenue with what appears to be a wall towards the back. So we're trying to clarify that as well. I see nodding heads or shaking heads, um, but that also factors into the impact on the neighborhood potentially, uh, and it is a relatively small application. I realize the term relative is in the eye of the beholder, uh, but I would encourage uh, sincere discussions, which I think you're already having. I would also caution you against uh, what was referred to as gentlemanly agreements, because while I hear that term used, I also hear folks say that one party is not living up to such agreements. So uh, there is room here to, to potentially make this work. I think uh, Alder, uh, Alder Rommel can be constructive in this. She has seen these things uh, many, many times in her career. I have sat here next to her when she was on this committee. I have often agreed with her. I have often disagreed with her. Uh, but she will well articulate the position and definitely gives uh, the parties a fair shake when she does engage in that regard. I would also encourage both sides to, to move this ahead quickly so that we can or can't approve it, so that it can or can't move to the council in a... Uh, in a uh, smooth fashion, uh, but in many instances this meets the standards, and in some cases it doesn't, and I don't know where the kitchen door fits into all of this. I think it might be, uh, I hate using this term, but it might be a red herring. But uh, we have uh, a few issues here that clearly are in play for the neighborhood, and we will look forward to hearing what progress has or has not been made rather than uh, repeating the last hour and a half. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Mr. Rui. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'm not sure if it's my own personal comments or if I can be part of the referral and why we're referring, is uh, looking for a more robust landscaping plan. I think that was just because I'm not going to say what it should be, but it should be more robust. Uh, motor vehicle parking reduction should be considered and uh, move, uh, bike parking closer to the front entrance to the establishment which is 
an issue. They're not sure where they're going to put it. Uh, that's already brought up in the staff report, but it should be by the front entrance. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cantrell. Um, I concur with um, um, Commissioner Heifetz's uh, earlier comments. Um, I, I guess I, I question that the... the um, the ability of the tree line to mitigate uh, a lot of these impacts. Uh, uh, it has some potential for lighting, which I don't think that the, the seating area is going to be a, uh, lit uh, significantly. Uh, noise, I, I would th think that that would be minimal. And odors, uh, that's not even applicable to what we're looking at here because I think the odor is involved with the restaurant and the brew pub, which are permitted uses, and, and they're not really a party to, to um, uh, what we're looking at for the outdoor seating. Um, I guess I do respect the, the alders' um, a request for a referral, and that's why I'll be supporting the motion. Anyone else? And on the motion, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no. No. Uh, we have one no. Uh, the motion passes. That brings us all the way to item seven. seven. Legistar 41950. Uh, consideration of a conditional use to allow construction of an addition to an existing neighborhood center at 614 Vera Court. Ms. Vaughn, are you ready? Whoops, wrong light. Thank you. We got it? Perfect. We do. Is this the first time you've presented? No, I actually presented last time. Last, last time. time. Was that two Sorry. years ago? Mm -hmm. How easy you forget. I guess so. I apologize. <laughs> Must have not been memorable. This one. Uh, this one will do it, though. Um, so before the commission this evening is a request for a conditional use to construct a, a roughly 3,500 square foot addition to expand an existing legal non-conforming neighborhood community center located at 614 Vera Court. The proposed addition will provide additional classroom space as well as office space and restrooms. As part of the conditional use proposal, the applicant will be responsible for making various site improvements, including providing adequate bike parking, um, landscape improve, improvements, um, making sure vehicle parking is striped appropriately and adequately, and then, of course, updating their refuse receptacle area to meet our current development standards. All of those requirements that they will be required to um, adhere to are reflected in the zoning conditions of approval. So given that the location of the project within a residential apartment complex and its function as a neighborhood resource um, over the course of decades at this point, staff concluded that the continuation of the neighborhood center would be compatible and consistent with its surroundings, as well as the adopted Northport Warner Park Sherman neighborhood plan. Um, the planning division recommended that the planning commission find that the conditional use standards are met and approve the, re the applicant's request for the conditional use this evening. Thank you, and we'll be back to you after the public hearing. I'll open the public hearing. The first uh, registrant is uh, Robert Shipley, 2211 Raleigh Avenue, uh, Madison, uh, in support, wishing to speak. 
representing BWZ Architects, uh, 2211 Parmenter Middleton. Shipley? Thank you. Uh, you'll have to get to the microphone before you're uh, officially on the record. Um, I'm Bob Shipley with BWZ Architects. Uh, my partner, Elizabeth Swick, is really the uh, architect uh, in charge of the project and responsible for all of the documentation which uh, you have been reviewing, and she regrets that she's unable to be here this evening. Um, I'd just like to uh, show quickly a few documents that I think support what we're trying to accomplish. And uh, I think this is it's a little higher. First of all, for this reference, I don't believe this is in your packet, but it shows existing conditions, and you can see uh, some of the two-story red brick uh, uh, apartment structures, and then the white structure is the existing neighborhood center, the front entrance, rear view, uh, uh, a uh, vinyl-clad structure. And of course, this is from part of your packet, but just for reference, our proposed addition, 3,500 square feet, to the existing structure. Uh, parking is uh, on this side, creating a new entrance, new uh, program spaces, classrooms, multi-purpose space, toileting, uh, offices, a new uh, reception and entrance. I would like to also briefly show you, and I think this is, a, we're beginning to respond to some of the items in the, in the staff uh, uh, report. Uh, this is a landscape plan prepared by Pat Psyche with Ken Psyche Design, and uh, just received it today, but very briefly, the addition, here's the addition, here's the existing structure, the parking. Uh, is framed by a uh, washed stone mulch with vinyl edging represented by the gray. The landscaping features perennials and ground covers and a mix of hydrangeas and winter hollies, um, sort of seasonal color, also arborvita and then swift grass at the border. We have kind of a retaining condition. The entry. Uh, lastly, I'd just like to touch on the building elevations very quickly. Uh, this is in your packet, but the uh, primary cladding material will be uh, 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 fiber cement. Uh, hardy board is a uh, hardy plank is a typical. Uh, Do you need it? Can, can you wrap up in about another minute? Yes, I can. Thank you. Um, we're applying that to the existing structure as well, so I'll read as a unified expression. A uh, variety of textures, uh, uh, panels, and lap siding. We're new fiberglass uh, marvin windows matching the existing white clad. Existing roofing will match. And we have some samples that we can show you if you're uh, interested. Thank you.
Questions for Mr. Shipley? Seeing none, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the next registrant is Tom Solist, 614 Veracourt, in support, wishing to speak. Hi, my name is Tom. I'm the director of the center. Uh, the center was built in 94. It's been the same size ever since. <laughs> We've dramatically increased the program capacity. Um, this expansion would double our program space, even though it's a little bit less. Than our current building is 4,000 square feet. So we, would, we could expand our current programs. We also, with this new space, would be able to uh, provide additional services to the neighborhood. Some of the expansion, the new programs would be adult services. As a small building, most of our programming is for uh, children from preschool, elementary, middle, and high school. We have some adult programming. With the new space, we'll be able to offer a lot more services and rentals community space for events from the, for the community as well as a whole range of activities from yoga and Zumba classes to reading classes for the adults. We also as a, as a neighborhood have come together and created a Vera Vision 2020 that we have some expectations and our visions of how we'll, what kind of programs we'll offer in the center in the next four years and this is only possible because of the expansion of the program services. Our vision includes having all Vera Court kids read at a third grade level, all fifth graders and eighth graders being prepared for their next level, their transition into middle and high school. And we cannot do that with a with the current size, we just don't have the space. But by doubling, we have two more classrooms. We'll have a multi-purpose room. We'll be able to hopefully strive for our vision. And by 2020, all of our kids will be doing well in school. So I encourage you to support it. Thank you. Questions from Mr. Solist? Thank you. Uh, the next registrant is uh, Veronica Vega, 3302 Clove Drive, in support, wishing to speak? Yeah, Must have left. And finally, Eric Guevara, 3302 Clove Drive, in support, not wishing to speak. And Rodney Tapp, 3109 Keswick Drive, Madison, in support, not wishing to speak. Are there questions for any of the registrants before I close the public hearing? Then I will close the public hearing. Questions of staff? Mr. Rui. I move approval. Uh, moved uh, and seconded by Mr. Cantrell. Um, Still any questions of staff? Uh, any discussion on the motion? Then on the motion, all those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Opposed, no. Uh, passes unanimously. Uh, I believe that concludes our business, um, unless there is business by members. A motion to adjourn, moved by Alder King. Seconded by Mr. Heifetz. All those in favor signify by saying aye. We are adjourned at 720. I'm going to be impression of this in conditions. <laughs>